Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Taves, joined by Dr. Storsbach. And as always, it's our mission to educate, empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. Now, I love this because we had a listener reach out, and this is a fellow uh, physical therapist. And on the last podcast episode, we mentioned that we f- we feel like we might be the only physical therapist doing this type of work. And I was corrected. And that is what I love because one, it was correction in the right direction of like, hey, there's other people doing this. So um, she passed on the links. It's uh, Kelos Physical Therapy, K-E-L-O-S Physical Therapy. And let's see. And then Vertical Wall PT. Um, And then she also... Um, let's see. She says Ryan Schultz in Oregon. Um, she's in Philadelphia. And so there are some other clinics out there. And, and what we love is that our podcast is getting out there and, um, and, uh, impacting people. People are listening to it in a sense. So like we're, we're trying to build this network, I guess. So, um, yeah. So Philadelphia, there's Kilos physical therapy and then vertical wall PT, Let's see where they're at. They are in Sherwood Clinic, Oregon. Okay, there you go. Philadelphia or Oregon, you got some clinics that you can contact. Yeah. And reach out to us if you want those links. So there we go. There are other people out there in the world trying to do what we're doing, and that's exciting. So thank you for reaching out. Um, that that means a lot. And uh, other people out there, if you have questions or um if you, if you want to challenge what we say or give us corrections on things, um, that'd be awesome. We appreciate that. We don't want to provide f- wrong information by any means. Um, okay, so today's podcast, we're going to talk about POTS. And POTS might not be something that you thought, that you ever thought we'd talk about. And uh, before I just continue on saying POTS, let me um, define that. It's postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. So what what that means or what that looks like is it's it's people who positionally have a tar- hard time adjusting. So going from lying down to standing up and there's different symptoms that are associated with that. We're going to break that down. But POTS is something that's very common and there's a high prevalence of people that have POTS and that also have migraines. Part of the reason we wanted to talk about it is because we we currently are working with um, at least one patient who is dealing with POTS and migraines, and we've had patients in the past that uh, have come to us and, and have this diagnosis of POTS, and it's something in the physical therapy world I don't think is very well understood, and that's just because in healthcare in general, it's not well understood, and, uh, and that's similar to migraines as well, so there's a lot of parallels here, but we feel like... Um, there's some things practically that, that we want to educate you on and then make sure that, um, you out there who, uh, has, has migraines, or even if you have migraines and you just sort of get lightheaded when you stand up, this could shed some light on that as well. So let's, let's jump into it. Um, so relationship between migraine and POTS, what's, what's going on there? Yeah, so POTS and migraine um, are considered comorbid, 
comorbid disorders. We've talked about that b- before. That basically means when you have one, you should always look for the other because they're somewhat correlated or have a higher incidence um, together. And so there was a retrospective review um, of a large series of patients, and this was from researchers in the Mayo Clinic in Arizona. And they found that approximately 20%, tw- sorry, 28% of people with POTS also had migraine, um, which, you know, is, is a pretty high percentage. Um, and approximately 60% of the participants in this study with a headache um, also had a postural component to their headache. Um, and so there's definitely a correlation there. And like you said, and we definitely see that correlation here. It's not, you know, every patient, but we definitely see them. Um, and for sure, we see, if even if they haven't been diagnosed with POTS, we see that lightheadedness you were talking about quite a bit, where people will get up off the table after being worked on or notice that when they first get out of bed, they do notice that lightheadedness feeling. Yeah, and a smaller study found that 23 of 24 participants had um, migraines. We, ca- we catch ourselves. It's um, A lot of what we find online says migraine, and we have a whole podcast on that as far as it being classified as a disease. We don't want to classify it as a disease, so I guess we, we say migraines, but right. sometimes we slip up. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, there's a high prevalence, um, 28% from the Mayo Clinic study and then 23 out of 24 participants from this other study. Um, and so we know that there's something connected here. So in our world, if we say that migraines are stemming from the neck and then we find these things that are closely associated with migraines like POTS, we naturally sort of our wheels start turning and trying to say like, well, well, what is there something here um, that maybe the neck is impacting? And so that's what we want to talk about and break down and, um, and sort of problem solve. And so um, let's, let's talk about some of the symptoms associated to POTS or just like lightheadedness. What are some things that people would be feeling if, if they have POTS or maybe if they have migraines and they just get lightheaded and, and some of these associated symptoms have a lot of overlap? Yeah, symptoms of POTS include uh, the lightheadedness um, and even occasionally fainting, um, difficulty thinking and concentrating, or a lot of people will think of this as brain fog, and I know a lot of my patients have this symptom, um, fatigue, intolerance of exercise, so exercise will actually flare them up more, um, blurry vision, heart palpitations, uh, tremor, and nausea. So those are all symptoms related to POTS. Yeah, the brain fog, um, nausea, there's a lot of overlap here from what, I mean, almost all of our patients experience, mm-hmm. like at, at least nausea at some time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's very, very common. And so, yeah. And then, so let's talk about like what, what POTS is. Like, what do we believe is happening here? What, what's the mechanism behind people getting lightheaded? Well, so it's technically just a disorder of the autonomic nervous system. Um, this is the branch of the nervous system we've talked about a lot that's controlled primarily from the vagus nerve. And it, um, it, controls heart rate, blood pressure, sweating, and body temperature. Um, and so, Basically, the key characteristic of POTS is when um, 
when you stand up, your heart rate increases rapidly um, and sometimes your blood pressure drops, but definitely that raise in heart rate, which is why sometimes people feel those palpitations. Um, that's kind of the classic characteristic of POTS. Yeah. So when you're transitioning from lying down to standing up, it's it's like these these systems in place, the blood vessels in your legs need to contract in order to keep the blood from pooling um, in your legs, and then your heart rate needs to increase so that it can push blood to your brain as you stand up and so you don't pass out. Uh, by the way, giraffes have a really interesting mechanism, an actual sponge in their head so they don't pass out every time they stand up. Oh, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, uh, it would, it's a problem. It would be a problem if we didn't have this mechanism because every time we'd stand up, we'd pass out because our body's very sensitive to how much oxygen or blood um, our brain is getting. And so that that's essentially what's happening here is people with POTS uh, have, I guess I, we could say it's delayed. Um, it's not functioning the way it should, this, this system. So there's a couple of different things that they think could be happening. One is uh, lower blood volume. Um, it could be sort of the small nerve fibers that there's something wrong there that are affecting the blood vessels um, or, or with like hormones like uh, epinephrine, these sort of um, adrenaline, uh, uh, the release from the adrenal gland, norepinephrine um, that are supposed to sort of trigger this response. There, there could be something hormonally um, wrong there. But for the most part, they they don't have an answer. It's it, it's not like we know objectively this is what's happening and this is how we treat it, that sort of thing. Similar to, to people with migraines. Right. Um, so here we are at Novera Headache Center and we're like, hey, we can figure this out. Right. Doing our best. <laughs> um, not, not, we're not actually going to figure that out <laughs> on this podcast, but uh, we're going to be helpful. That's our goal, to be helpful. Yeah. Um, so POTS and, and this mechanism, and then let's kind of talk about the, the neck, um, why the neck might be connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it goes back to, to blood flow, and then I think that vagus nerve. So um, we have seen some studies that show the curvature of the neck, meaning how the spine is actually slightly curved in the neck, um, could either improve or restrict blood flow to the brain, what we call cerebral blood flow. Um, and so there's some interesting studies out there that we can put on our links to that show if um, you've lost that curvature in your neck, a lot of people will call this military neck, um, a lot of times it will happen after a whiplash injury that actually changes how the vertebrae line up so the blood, the artery that runs through these little holes um, is a little more constricted. And so therefore the, the true blood flow to the brain might be limited and um, therefore obviously cause some of these symptoms. And so there's definitely a relation there um, that we can show. And then as far as the vagus nerve, same thing, that tension in the neck, right where that vagus nerve exits and dives down near the carotid artery, carotid artery through the front of the neck, if there's compression there, that causes dysregulation of the autonomic nervous system, which is essentially what POTS is considered. Um, and so there's definitely a big correlation here. And I just think it's so interesting that POTS has so many like overlapping symptoms of head of our headache pain patients. And obviously, if you have POTS, you're more likely to also have headaches and migraines and vice versa. So there's there's some connection there um, that I think needs to be addressed. And I think us being the experts in the neck are good good people to address it. Yeah. Yeah. So 
the question is, can the neck impair blood flow? Because if the neck can impair blood flow, then something like POTS would, would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And so we, unfortunately, we're, we're a little bit disappointed on just the amount of research that we found or the lack of research that we found. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, even this one study talking about the curvature of the neck and the, that military neck posture, the reducing of what's called the cervical lordosis having an impact on blood flow. Um, the conclusion was a significant association between loss of cervical lordosis and decreased vertebral artery hemodynamics. Um, so that means like the diameter of the blood vessel, the flow volume, and it's the peak systolic velocity. So like how fast, um, when the heart contracts, is it uh, traveling, is the blood traveling? So, um, if those things are impacted and, and we have evidence of that, then it, it, it could, I mean, I, I feel like it's reasonable to say that if these people that have migraines, um, their migraines are, are stemming from a neck problem. So increased tension, uh, restrictions through the neck, um, they're, they're going to experience this sort of, um, change in the normal posture, uh, of the neck. But, and now I'm going to take it even further. And I, I wonder, you know, what the actual tension through those areas does to, uh, the blood vessels and things like that. But, from what we can see, just the posture of the neck, uh, the resting position of it can impact um, blood flow. And so is the neck uh, potentially causing or at least playing into these POTS symptoms? Um, could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think because POTS doesn't have an answer, that's why we want to kind of step into this area and, and have a hypothesis or a, a theory um, because it could be that um, if you have migraines and you have POTS, then we need to look at the neck. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the low-hanging fruit, I, in my opinion, because, um, I mean, one, the with both migraines and POTS, patients are basically told, like, you're just going to have to take medication and manage it for the rest of your life. Like, there's no really solu- real solution that's provided. Um, and so what we would suggest is if you – if you treat it as a neck issue, as potentially being a neck issue, um, not that you ignore, you know, like like a medication approach or things like that, because if it's debilitating, like you, you have to, you know, try those things. Um, but let's not forget about the neck because it could be that this this neck restriction is impeding blood flow just enough to impact POTS or increase the severity of the POTS. Um, and then, you know, of course, with migraines, anyone that has migraines, we want we want to evaluate the neck and make sure that's not um, a, a part of that um, or just treat the migraines because you don't have migraines and POTS. Um, so that's sort of uh, our encouragement or our theory is, you know, if we ask the question, does neck tension or does the neck impact blood flow to that to the brain? Um, and if we can say yes, which I think we can, then it's intuitive to think, well, let's let's see what the neck, um, how treating the neck can impact POTS and migraines. Yeah, so we should talk about just clinically what we see um, with our patients. Um, what I've noticed is patients that have come in for headache and migraine pain that also have symptoms of lightheadedness, and honestly, symptoms 
uh, like nausea too, um, will start treating their neck. And even if their pain hasn't changed dramatically, they'll come in and they'll go, oh my gosh, I, my lightheadedness is gone. I just had a patient this morning. I think it was her third visit. She came in and every time she gets a migraine, she gets severe nausea. And she just associates, like it's kind of, they're always together. And she said, you know, I kind of still had a headache, but I've not had any nausea since I've seen you. And that's a huge step in the right direction. Um, and I think it just shows the correlation of if you are treating the neck properly, these other symptoms um, can definitely improve. And it's, it's really encouraging and exciting because, yes, we treat headaches and migraines, but we're helping people through a lot of other these kind of awful um, symptoms that they're having. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've had definitely a handful of patients that that lightheadedness was a a major component of their presentation, um, and I've had I can remember a couple that were a little bit more challenging, um, but for the most part, yeah, that that has gone away. Like it's been able to be treated effectively uh, by working on the neck, and so um, we are just. I think the takeaway for us is, or what we want you guys to understand is the impact that the neck has on different systems is fairly profound. And so things like, you know, standing up and getting lightheaded, um, it it really isn't that much of a stretch for us to be like, oh yeah, that, you know, let's treat the neck and see what happens because it very well could be, um, that your neck is driving a lot of that. Um, and so, but the main thing is, if we were to summarize, there's a prevalence, there's a high prevalence between POTS or just, you know, people that have this sort of abnormal response uh, standing up and they get lightheaded. Um, there's a high prevalence of that associated with migraines. And so that association triggered us to say, well, what's going on here? Um, then we asked the question, can neck tension impede blood flow? Can it impact blood flow? Uh, and, and we believe the answer to that question is yes. And, and we've got some studies, uh, to show one in particular, uh, and then clinically we see that. And so it's sort of affirming what we see clinically. And then the takeaway here is basically that, um, we want you at home, if you get lightheaded or if you have POTS, we want you to consider the neck, um, because this form of treatment, um, is something that, is not invasive. The side effect that you might experience is just soreness. But if you're sore, it means that your neck has has an issue. The, the tissue isn't liking what we're doing, which typically means uh, that it's restricted in the first place. And so um, having your neck evaluated for someone with POTS and migraines, we, we believe is very important. And then as far as understanding if, if it's improving, or if your symptoms are going to go away, it's a relatively short period of time because if these conditions are lifelong conditions, then um, it's something where if you come to see us or if you see a good physical therapist that can work on this, um, you know, within a month or two, you should see some change mm-hmm. and uh, could really could really impact your life in, uh, and benefit it. So that's, that's what we feel like is helpful uh, to understand about POTS. And if you're out there dealing with POTS, it can be a really debilitating thing, um, just like migraines. And so uh, reach out to us or find help. Use this podcast as your sort of catalyst um, to get your neck evaluated properly. I mentioned those other two clinics, so they're out there. Um, there I'm sure there's a lot more than that, but we just aren't aware of them. And so this is uh, 
kind of a new thing. And so we want this to become more and more prevalent. And uh, we appreciate all you listening. And we want you to continue to spread the word. And again, ask us questions, send us an email, um, interact with us, because we love that. Thank you for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Taves, joined by Dr. Storsbach. And it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. Thanks for listening.